is in the know for Friday, July 22, the 203rd day of 2022. There are 162 days left in the year. Good morning, MV. Guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Temperature getting ready to get turned back up today. We'll tell you about that. Plus, we'll give you a chance to win and get ready for the weekend. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Happy Friday to you. Yay. You, I, I won't say that you're firmly in the grammar and spelling police, but you, uh, you're a card-carrying member of at least the committee. Is that yes. fair enough to say? Yes. You're supportive of grammar and spelling. Yes. Any idea on what the most misspelled English word is? Um, I don't. I, I'm not sure. I was surprised to learn that it's publicly. Interesting. Publicly is the most misspelled word in the English language. P-U-B-L-I-C-L-Y. Publicly. Hmm. You think people try to put a K in it? Is that how they're misspelling it? I don't it? know. It's when I read it, I thought, I don't, that one seemed pretty easy to me. It's not misspelled or Wednesday or February <laughs> or any of those words that might sneak up on you when you're in third grade. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and Munsonville. Mm-hmm. Sam Gormley. And, uh, Morning. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. I think you Did could I- be put an egg in publicly. Public Cali probably would public. be what I, what I could at least see somebody. Public Cali. Uh, Oh, you've been reading the comment sections again. That's where you learn. That's where you learn the best misspellings is I, in the comment sections. I've seen on, them. In, I've seen it in the comment section. <laughs> you've seen it there. That's good. Glad you picked up. But yeah, up no, on I was that. in Munfordville last night. <laughs> um, how things in Munfordville? Good. See, I can even. I can even sit for for those watching. Look at this. Oh, maybe not. So oh, seven oh. on seven last night is uh, Cougars. Did they wrap up their seven on seven season? They is did. It, it's, it's in the books now. They and did. It is three weeks until uh, four weeks. Three weeks until eleven on eleven season. Well, you, next Friday they have a scrimmage. Okay, but it's four weeks from today until uh, those those is the regular people, season. People from down there in that county but that starts with an E, south of the, the river. Here. People from Hi. south of the river. I, there might be some people yeah. from north of the river on that team, too. But mm-hmm. You ever yeah. met anybody from there? Uh, once or twice. A <laughs> uh, couple times. Already, Good people. Al- already today. Uh, heat wave, get ready because it's coming back. The heat is ramping up for the weekend. We're going to see some inten- intense heat uh, build back into today and as last through the weekend. Next week, though. Uh, several rounds of rain may put an end to the heat wave, and I know it's hard to get excited about 84 and 86. If you and if you're looking at our our, our wave storm tracking team partners graphics, you know that's again I remind you those are regional totals because they have to factor in everybody in their service area. That includes us, but that includes like Sellersburg and uh, other Brownstown, Indiana, and all kinds of places. So, Shelbyville, and, and including and including to the the Louisville metro area. So, I looked at the localized forecast for our zone 
this morning, the 10 day, and it's staying consistent with we might see some 82 highs next week. We might see some 81, some 80s, and then just a chance of rain. So it's at least going to break this cycle of bake and uh, swelter and and may get some rain, which we still desperately I'm need. Just, I'm just glad that there's no Friday night football tonight because yeah, that'd be, a, <laughs> would be, that'd a, be a warm one. It would be sticky without a doubt. Uh, today we'll see a high of, uh, we'll see a 96 here locally under sunny and hot sky conditions. Partly cloudy, 75 tonight. And then morning clouds tomorrow, afternoon sun. We'll see a high of, um, we'll call it 98 for tomorrow. But it's just going to be, it's going to be hot and it's going to be humid. So just take care of yourself out there. The drought monitor is out for the week. Now, the rain that we got Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. <laughs> rain we got Wednesday night is not included in this monitor. The rain we got over the weekend is included in the monitor for the week. So most of Kentucky has improved its drought situation after last weekend's rain, but parts of the state have been seen have seen worsening conditions. More than 55% of Kentucky has no drought conditions. That's up from thirty uh, percent. So we were at thirty uh, percent last week with no drought. Now we're at fifty-five percent with no drought. But the abnormally dry category now includes about twenty percent of the state. That's down from thirty-five percent. A moderate drought is now reported in sixteen percent of the counties. Twelve in western Kentucky, the uh, Jackson Purchase, are in the D two area, which is higher than last week, but still right there, almost in the center of your screen. <laughs> Uh, on similar similar to the Jackson Purchase, we're in the same color category. Portions of eastern Grayson County and western Hart and even southern Hardin well, it, are in a D2 category. It does look like, though, like St. Paul. Is, am I right there? It looks like they've kind of left it. Is, is that about St. Paul? Well, I think or? you're giving too much credit here, Sam, because don't 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 forget, Litchfield is off-center in Grayson uh-huh. County. So, but there's so, that little sliver of northeastern Grayson County that's now no longer in the Oh, sure. They, they that's got what some, I'm saying. They got some and rain about, over is, there. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. So they say eastern Grayson County, but uh-huh. it actually comes almost as far really. as Litchfield uh-huh. and then down toward, uh, down toward Anetta. It's almost like the and bypass off into the uh, wax community in that area. So it is it is drier there than it is in the western half of Grayson County. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that, maybe get some rain to break that up for uh, next week. If we can just get multiple days of a quarter of an inch, you know, and it comes in like in a soak, if it does, doesn't come in the torrential fashion where it all just hits the ground that's dry as concrete and runs off, then we'll start to kind of break that cycle just a little bit. Uh, nationally, as this time yesterday, we were kind of getting some early information during the show about uh, President Biden being treated for, uh, he's tested positive for COVID-19 and working from the residents, said mild symptoms. And so that, I mean, obviously, just like any other American, you you can have your, he's, they say call it double vaccinated and double boosted. And let's just hope that that vaccine helps give him some protection over, uh, you know, not having a, a rough bout of it. The positivity rate is, you know, super high and it's super contagious, but you're still seeing less people getting sick, sick, where it's turning into more like mild flu or cold or so just uh, continues to be on the landscape. And then a lot of people uh, talking today or watched last night in primetime, the January 6th committee in uh, Washington D.C. there in Congress, and the um, 
was it Thompson, uh, House Rep Thompson, who was the chair, he had tested positive for COVID earlier in the week. So he kicked things off remotely and then handed things off to Liz Cheney and then relied upon uh, one Democrat, one Republican, but both former U.S. military uh, service members to kind of guide through some of the uh, interview with the witnesses there. Saw some new information, kind of laid out the timeline. There's about a two, two-and-a-half-hour period where you're, the nation is wondering. And I remember back that day thinking, what's going on? Why Why is somebody not doing something? And they kind of laid that out on uh, how defiant the president was about uh, calling in any type of help and about the only calls he was making were outbound calls to senators asking them to delay the vote. But then we saw for the first time, you rarely see outtakes from presidential speeches they keep those pretty much under a tight lid because you don't want them out there uh-huh. but they were running him through the speech on january the 7th where he he dug in on saying the election is over and he said i don't want to say that i'll say i'll say the senate has certified the results but i'm not willing to say that the election is over and so it just all goes into a bigger um learning a little bit more about Ivanka and Jared and people in the White House were thought that if they could get them involved, they could cause him to act, to call in the National Guard or call the Pentagon and get some help down there. And it um, it's still an interesting piece of information for the American people. And I guess we'll get another hearing September 9th. So, oh, we got a while. Uh, it's not September 9th. It will be in September. Well, still, it, it mean, will be well, in the month of September when they will do another one. We and, say it's that far away, but well, it's really not. Well, I will also tell you that when you see two two important people from the administration that testified last night, you know, it's the old thing I always say: it takes phone calls to get phone calls. It it takes testimony to get testimony. So when the nation and other uh, Republicans see these two last night testify and be compelling in their testimony, and really nothing to gain except maybe saving their reputation of not being affiliated with something that, you know, is going to have a, a blemish on it. There will be others then that will come out and say, okay, I'm willing, I'm willing to talk where they weren't before. So they're just getting new information all the time because that cone of silence is, is being broken. So anyway, we'll continue to keep an eye on it and, and monitor it. But last night was the first time that they had pointedly challenged that Donald Trump had violated his oath of office. Like they had made inferences to it in the previous ones and saying, you know, the president could have done more. And it was part of a the big lie that turned into, you know, getting people to charge the Capitol. But last night they were very direct about it. it was a violation of his sworn oath of office to protect the Constitution. And those those charges, like if, if they can make that stick, then we're in a much different place than we even thought we might be some months ago. But. As long as there's new information coming out, I'm curious to know what truth there is. But if it just turns into an elongated dog and pony show, let's move on. You know, let's let's move on and figure out where we where we go from here. So for, for at least right now, I remain interested in in the additional information that I'm hearing. Speaking of information, there's some, some new information involving a shooting back on July 9th on Grayson Springs Road. Uh, come to find out now, it involves two neighbors. The charging document that the Grayson County Sheriff's Office uh, produced as part of their investigation explains a little bit that in the end, this is about a mom trying to protect her son that uh, through the investigation, she kind of intimated that she was involved in the shooting of the neighbor, 
But then the further investigation went and realized that maybe the stories weren't lining up. And now in the in the uh, information that's uh, against called the charging documents there, it talks about how the mother eventually decided that she would tell the truth and said she was just trying to protect her son. Said Kathy Can admitted that she lied about who shot Jeremy Stennett and that she was trying to protect her son, Eddie, and she didn't want him to go back to prison. 911 call was called from the roommate of the person who was, uh, was uh, shot. So anyway, a little more information on that story from earlier in the month. The governor made a pitch yesterday to what we know as Kentuckians as Brady Industries. It got rebranded as Unity and then then an Indiana company called Steel Dynamics came in and said we want you to kind of be part of of uh, our group. So Indiana-based Steel Dynamics said it will own more than 94% of the facility through a joint venture arrangement with Unity Aluminum. Unity, as I mentioned, is what we knew as Brady, and it intended to build the mill near Ashland in northeastern Kentucky but struggled to line up sufficient financing. So the governor yesterday made a – they showed them different sites and said, uh, we, if, if, the one, if the one you were planning isn't good, we've got some others, but we still want it mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Uh, we, we, I told you yesterday, you know, the, the work, the information was that Kentucky would be made whole. And anytime you invest in anything, there's risk involved. I mean, you can invest, you can invest $10 in something. You can invest 15 million in something. It's at risk. If the investment doesn't pan out, you lose your investment. That's why they call it an investment. If you make a wise investment, then you get a return on it. And so right now this looks like a poor investment by the state of Kentucky. But if it can be salvaged because we are shareholders of sorts, then we stand to have a gain. But that was sort of the, the $15 million. I would be curious to know what type of instruments, what type of documents we had in place with Brady that said you get our money. $15 million then dictates geographical location. And is there a chance it is there beyond just a, oh, that's a business opportunity. Okay, here's $15 million. I'll be a shareholder. What, were there any formalized agreements where breach could be in play? Now, if Brady goes defunct and ceases to exist, then you can't pull that thread. You know, you can't pull that thread beyond Brady. But if Brady is rebranded as Unity and Unity is still an entity and they assumed obligations, then would we be in a situation where we can say, we don't just want our $15 million back. The contractual agreement was this facility, if it exists, will be in Kentucky. I don't know those things, but I would imagine smart people in rooms somewhere are trying to figure that out on how much strength of position Kentucky may have in figuring this out. But for now, I think you play nice. I think you go, oh, you want a three-bedroom? We got a three-bedroom over here. Oh, you need one with a pool? Yeah, we got one with a pool over here. Come, you know, Governor and, also, he did fire some shots in his quotes. He, he, he did? This, yeah. Uh, I saw at least one or two on social media that were being... Speaking of firing shots, our local senator fired some shots last night at the... Ooh. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mercy. Well, there's you know his son Chad uh-huh. been in the in the news and he had he had been quiet um, up till last evening and so he had speaking of firing shots involving Andy Bashir, uh, yeah, the Attorney General of Kentucky team uh, argued on behalf of the Commonwealth in two separate cases. 
before the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit related to the vaccine mandate for federal contractors and a tax mandate in the American Rescue Plan Act yesterday. The first case, Kentucky versus Biden, challenges the president's vaccine mandate for federal contractors, which would affect one-fifth of the American workforce. And uh, the second case is Kentucky versus Yellen, and that challenges a provision in ARPA that effectively prohibits states from providing tax relief to citizens. So that's um, two things that our attorney general was arguing yesterday in court. The grand old party, the Republican Party of Kentucky, held a big um, press conference yesterday at the state capitol in Frankfurt to celebrate the news from earlier this week that for the first time, I guess, ever, more Kentuckians are registered Republicans than Democrats. Mac Brown, who is the chair of the Republican Party of Kentucky, acknowledged that the switch didn't happen overnight, pointed out that when Mitch McConnell was first elected to the U.S. Senate, there were 1.3 million registered Democrats and just over a half million Republicans. One of the other things that happened around that time is that has happened in in my lifetime, but long enough ago, that when the great servant Wendell Ford was no longer serving Kentuckians, Wendell Ford was the standard bearer for the Democratic Party in Kentucky. And when when the state lost Wendell Ford, you started to see Republican conservatism take a deeper root and For those of you who are too young to remember, for a very long time, the Wendell Fords of the world, Democrats in Kentucky, were conservative. I mean, and that's the the, a long time ago, and and still to this day, Kentucky is still a very conservative state, but you sort of, you still have to pick a team on whether you want to be an R or a D. But, and just in 1999, by the way, Just in 1999, there was one Republican running for constitutional office in Kentucky, and that was somebody you had never heard of running for governor. And everyone else, every other constitutional office in the state was a Democrat running unopposed. So that just shows you what has happened in the last 23 years. But I will caution, I had this conversation earlier, by the way, in case you want to win a bar bet. Peppy Martin. Peppy Martin was the Republican running for governor, and everybody else was unopposed and a Democrat back in 1999. But what I am observing now, and I've, I've kind of seen it coming over the last year or so, the supermajority of the Republican Party in both chambers of the legislature, it's like cell division in biology. Eventually, you get so large you have to divide off into different factions because no matter how big you get, eventually dissent or we'll just call them differences of opinion or factions exist, and you're already seeing that. There are about three different types of Republicans in the legislature now, and they that collectively they have a supermajority over the Democratic registration, but now you're starting to see some dissension Let's say, among what Republicanism looks like in state legislature. You've got all uh, all three types, though, running for governor. 
Yes, you do. Yeah, you absolutely do. And so you've got the progressive or more the just the traditional conservative people who will be over here closer to the center on things like uh, sports gambling or some of those other types of what we'll call more modern progressive issues. Then you've got your ultra conservatives, your conservatives, and then you've got for the lack of a better term, your liberty, your liberty candidates that are there. And but each of those groups are now those two smaller groups, those two subsets are becoming large enough now that collectively they kind of wield a little bit of power or at least can make enough noise. They're no longer the super minority within their own power. They're becoming large enough that it will be interesting to see kind of how it all sorts itself out in the in the coming years and so we just be interesting to watch as a as a sideliner. And then in this week's edition of Only the Headline is Necessary, right? Mm-hmm. The headline will do. I found this. Florida woman. Do right. you even need to say that? Got it. Florida woman. <laughs> you could have just well, said it woman. Helps add. I'd like to give a little geographic perspective. I mean, I think we there's about a ninety five percent chance. Florida woman armed with pitchfork. And Whip tries to sell teddy bears outside Publix. <laughs> I bet you would. I bet. I bet there's zero chance when you woke up today you would hear a news story that said Florida no. woman armed with pitchfork and whip tries pu- to sell teddy bears outside Publix. Publix is is the kicker in there because I mean, if that happened at the Evil Empire, you'd just think it was another day of the week. Well, that's true, but uh, I mean. <laughs> Publix, you know, that's your garden variety grocery store in uh-huh. Florida. So, got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> Anybody want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yes. Today is hammock day. It is. Um, I've been looking at hammocks. Those big wooden base, the big, they kind of look like boat frames, you know. Boat bows, you hang a hammock in. Mm-hmm. Well, those, I forget what they were called at Western. They had the ones that just went in a little pouch, in a little bag, because obviously there's trees everywhere down at mm-hmm. down in Bowling Green. They'd hang them up. I forget what they're called, though. Today is uh, Summer Leisure Day. It's Pie Appreciation Day. P.I., not P.I.E., because, well, 22-7, you know, pie, mathematical pie. It is, uh, tomorrow is Vanilla Ice Cream Day. Tomorrow, also get ready. Tomorrow is gorgeous Grandma Day. All right. Tomorrow is International Yada 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 Day. <laughs> Thanks to Elaine Bennis for that. Tomorrow is Peanut Butter and Chocolate Day. That's one of your favorite combos. I know. Oh yes, they're it's divine. And Sunday is Drive Through Day. Uh, what would we do without them? Sunday is tell an old joke day. I always, whenever I think of old jokes, I automatically think of both my grandfathers. Like they, both my grandfathers were great at old jokes. They always had a good one to tell. Dermatologist warns how you clean your armpits could be making you stink. Now we're it we're getting hot again this weekend, and so I'm trying to give you some public service information. To help keep you from thumping, okay? Because you you don't you don't want to be thumping. Yeah, deodorant's a good thing. As he, it's not even just the deodorant. 
As heat waves can conquer swaths of the country, your B.O. is one more thing you have to worry about. To tackle the sour smell in your armpits, a dermatologist explained that body odor may be caused by washing your armpits the wrong way. In a clip with more than 30,000 views, a dermatologist uh, shows a clip of a man lathering his underarms for 30 seconds with antibacterial soap, which is touted as the key to unlocking scent-free pits. 30 Says seconds. A good ant- yep. A good antibacterial soap has apple cider vinegar, salt, and charcoal. Improper cleaning of your body, especially in the underarm area, when showering, could lead to lingering bacteria, which leads to the smelly sweat, even after you could have sworn you lathered up sufficiently. Deodorant residue and hair also contribute to the stench, which is why getting those suds going for at least 30 seconds is mandatory. So you got to sing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" twice. Now, is this the uh, is this lady from The Incredibles on the right? Very it similar. Really looks like her. Edna. It's very, it's very Edna. similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, she's. Do we take advice from her? She's a dermatologist. I suppose you can. I'm. Just, you choose to do with the information what you want. I just don't want to be charged with. But I mean, you got to think if you're supposed to scrub your pits for thirty seconds, how how long are you supposed to scrub the rest of the body? Every body, every body part, 30 seconds? No, I think the armpit is an important intersection uh-huh. well, of many different there's, factors. There's some other important uh, intersections. That S- Sam, are you jumping ahead to Monday's content for the show? I mean, you, let's, we let's not have Monday's show on Back Friday. of the knee on Monday? <laughs> Did you all know that Bottom of, the of feet? all of the physician specialties, dermatologists have the fewest? Really? Sorry, random. No, the, so, so there are less skin doctors than yes. any? Interesting. Now, if you're looking to do a case study, maybe if you are a dermatologist, uh, maybe if you are, um, maybe you are doing your are residency. You maybe you are, are you checking me? Maybe you are trying to do <laughs> no, your, not, no. your residency <laughs> in dermatology. One of the places you could do or or get out of college, out of medical school, you would need to do your thesis. If you need to check thumping pits, go to Disney World. All you got to do is stand in a queue at Disney World, and you will have a perfect case study for your thesis on thumping pits. Seven on seven football. That, that'll get you. Football locker rooms are some nasty. Ooh, workers, without a doubt. You have no. Oh, man. I do have some oh, idea. Ooh, I, uh, I almost bought the football team a couple years ago a bottle of Febreze, but I don't think that would have done anything. you need a barrel of Febreze. I think you'd have needed about three or four of them. Two families brawl this week in a huge Magic Kingdom fight at Disney World. The dispute between two families in line at Disney World turned ugly on Wednesday when the altercation escalated into an all-out brawl. It happened somewhere in Fantasyland. It happened on the on the castle side. It's around from Sir Mickey's. You know where they have the hot dogs and the tots and the yeah yeah. It's it's in that general area <laughs> toward Mickey's Philhar Magic. Were they fighting over hot dogs and tots? They were not. Here's what they were fighting over. Tell me, it's at least a decent reason. <laughs> well, it sort of is. Okay. Actually, okay. if you want to know the truth of the matter, it sort of is. It sort of is a reason for those of us for those of us who are pass holders and get hassled with this you sort of understand so let me see if how, best way i can describe it 
because you got to talk to somebody who's never been to Disney because I've never All been right. to Disney. So family one who is dressed in their matching outfits, they got their family uh-huh. uniform on. Uh-huh. So they get in line. Then, uh, then somebody forgets they left their cell phone in their jazzy. There's always a jazzy involved always. in these disputes. Okay, so the ECVs, your little electric G-wads. carts, little yeah, your GWAT. So like a like a grocery cart. Kind yes. Of thing? Yeah. So I didn't know you. <laughs> Again, never been to Disney. Well, forget you ever heard that because I don't want you to know they're available. Uh, so somebody, well, I, get, somebody. I, I, gets, I'll tell you this: that they probably will not be making a trip to Disney in the next ten to fifteen years. Somebody gets out of the line then to go get cell phone. Then re-enters the line has to re-enter the line and then decides to rejoin said family and then has to then start pushing over trying to maneuver around people now from what i saw of the video so pushing the is cart is this an attraction line or yes, okay. yes yeah an attraction line okay so they're trying to get in line for philharmagic oh okay and so apparently well norbert would say she's one of two kinds of women She's a big old good and a good old biggin. All right? Oh, no. So she has to start shoving, excuse me, and pushing people to the side to get back with her family and someone on and the so way she's by. she's pushing a grocery cart. No, no. no you can't not to allow to take okay. them in the line. Okay, so she, she's just walking herself. She's on foot. She's okay, decided okay. she can't get around the park without one. But, but you got to get off of this one to okay. be able to See, go through I thought the line. She, I thought you said she was pushing her grocery cart. No, she the had line. to. Okay. She had to park her jazzy over here okay. and, and you then ride get those. on foot and then saying. go through. And oh, then, so this is more of a rascal. It's a jazzy. Uh, okay, I gotta gotta Google it. And so. so she's trying to then get back to her family, and she's pushing her way through people. And some of the people she's pushing her way through say, "I'd appreciate it if you didn't push my sister down." Like. You know, got a little kid that got pushed out of the way. Well, it's a rascal. Okay. She didn't like, it's a jazzy. She didn't like being told that. And so her family in front, you know, then came to her defense. And so it spills out from the Magic out into the area and somebody got hospitalized. Now, I just want to tell you, there was a bunch of slapping going on. You can find the video online. Honey, did you read that link that I sent you last night? From it was way too the discussion long. forum. Okay, all right. I thought you might feel that way, but that. it's about social protocols and etiquettes. So here's what should happen, and here's what would happen in the Buckles family. If someone has to get out of the line to go retrieve something, mm-hmm. the rest of us let everyone else in front of us until the person who had to leave the line catches up to us. And then we go on. We don't crawl through the people that got in the line because we didn't have our stuff together. Mm-hmm. Or somebody had to potty. Or somebody had to potty or whatever it is. And that's all perfectly, like, that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean then, well, just because I didn't join the line when they did, I get to skip the line. Excuse me, excuse me, move, mm-hmm. move, move. It doesn't work that way mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And Bill Herman. Uh- I can't ever say it right. Say it for me. Is this a ride or a, like a it's show? A show. Okay. It's a show. And it's... <sighs> so it's not like... I mean, they probably let in quite a few people okay. to go to the show, so correct? So it's not like standing in line for one of the... Uh, you're not... Star Wars attractions, okay? Right. Or you're not standing in line to ride the, the elevator ride. It's like... Mm-hmm. 
It, I'm just I'm saying not it's saying more it's about, not worth it, but it's one of those really. If someone don't be dragging your big booty, pushing people out of the way. If someone falls behind socially, you wait for them and yes. let the other people go in front of you rather than getting climbed over because somebody didn't know what they were doing right. in your party. It's just polite. It's just mm-hmm. the way that you should do it. And so this escalated into a fight. And so <laughs> maybe they'll they'll learn their lesson. I don't know entirely. But it just, we're seeing more and more of this. And, and it's uh, the happiest place on earth. But fighting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it makes me snicker. Gotta get to a break. <laughs> we'll come back. Got today's water cooler question coming up here on In the Know. Did you know Ironically, the most commonly misused word in the English language is ironic. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> so the most misspelled word is publicly. The most misused word is ironically. Uh, is ironic. Do we have Alanis Morissette to thank or blame? <laughs> Did uh, Are the things in Alanis Morissette's song actually ironic? I don't know. I don't know, People but I really do. like the song. I haven't, I haven't looked it up to see. I thought you were going to throw in there, and I don't know if, I guess, care less is two words put together. And I guess more the saying of, you know, people say, I could care less. Oh, could and couldn't? Well, yeah, I don't you like know. that at all. Yeah. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by texting your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. 65 out of 100 women have made their spouse do this before going out on the town. 65 out of 100 women have made their spouse do this before going out on the town. What is it? 270-259-6000. Text your answer to 270-259-6000. She ever did this to you? Nope. 65% of women, 65 out of 100 women, have made their spouse do this before going out on the town. Is it because I'm weird? No, I said you've never done this. I know, but is it because I'm a weirdo about some things? Mm-hmm. No, I'd say it's the opposite of you being weird. I got a good guess. I feel pretty confident. Well, the mine we- can't be right. The weekend movie premieres, Nope. That's the name of the movie. It's an R-rated horror mystery. What was it? Nope. That, oh, that's the movie. Nope. Who's in it? Who's on first? <laughs> Hope. Uh, uh, yes. Nope. It's uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer. Oh, I know her. Steven Yoon and Barbie Ferreira. A drama comedy in limited release is called How to Please a Woman. And we're walking and we're walking. Alone Together is an R-rated drama romance in limited release. Starring Katie Holmes, Jim Sturgis, and Derek Luke. They're your three films that are opening at the... Kind of a week, week, week. Cinema. It definitely is a week, week. Without a doubt. If there's anything else to pass along. Oh, Deadpool. Speaking of movies, Deadpool, its sequel, and Logan will become the first R-rated movies on Disney+. Plus. When, when that, now, this is a hilarious movie that I will... Definitely consume. This says will all be available to stream on Disney Plus in the U.S. starting July twenty second. Ah, today that would be Ha-ha. today. Might know what so I'm doing funny? tonight. 
Yes. Are you it, a Disney Plus subscriber? I, I do. Well, they have the thing where if you're a Hulu and you're an ESPN Plus, you yeah. get the Disney you Plus. A, you get it so. in the bundle. Um, and this movie, I mean, it's not for Alaya or anything like that. It's, right. It, I mean, it's it's similar humor to what you'd find in like a Step Brothers. Okay. So okay. it's it's your stupid humor and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Well, what is some really people funny. might call sophomoric. Yes. It is. It is. Yes. That's a fancy way of saying it. Uh-huh. In a news release, Disney encouraged subscribers to revisit their parental control settings <laughs> to ensure a yeah. viewing experience most suitable for them and their family. I must admit, and that's one of those areas. Once we get, once we get uh, our youngest funneled into Disney Plus, I have kind of been confident. Now, her user is set up as a child account, and they know there's a ratings cap on that. But I have become more. To give her some autonomy, I've been encouraging here, you take the remote. And f- instead of going over, over, down, 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 over, mm-hmm. over, that mm-hmm. one, just say, here's the remote. Mm-hmm. Just you, you do it. Deadpool 2 is probably the last movie I saw in theaters. Really? That's twenty eight summer 2018. Streaming jumped 24% in June to capture one-third of overall TV viewing. I know you've jumped on on board with that. Yeah, it's been a couple months, right? It's been it'll be a year in October since we made the change. Oh well, I'm not sure I knew it was that long. Yeah, we got our uh, NCTC, our uh, Fiber for Grace, and we got our service in October. And, and in the words of "Where the Millers," no regrets either, right? Huh? No regrets. Oh. No regrets. No. No regrets. I, I see, I you said see. no regrets. I was like, well, no regrets. Well, regrets is what I said because that's how it's the tattoo spelled. I, I have it. No, it's regrets. It's regrts. Isn't it? Oh, I thought it was R A. Regrets. It's regret. Yeah. Well, I was so always, confused. It always rem- it always rhymes with Joe Dirt. It's one of the okay. reasons because I think well, Joe Dirt would have a regret tattoo. Uh, almost accounting for almost thirty four percent of overall viewership. Streaming up its share by six percentage points over the same month in 2021. I'll be interesting to see. So there's a new television standard called ATSC, and a lot of the television companies are preparing for this. It's it's called ATSC. Uh, it's Advanced Television Sinclair Company, I think, is what uh, it stands for. But it's 3.0, and it's that um, it's more of a interactive experience with TV where. They can put buying opportunities on your television. Like if you see an actor wearing something that you like, you might be able to hit a button and say, where can I find that? Or it's a very, it's the next generation mm-hmm. of television, but it's available over the air. It's not currently going to come to you via streaming. Mm-hmm. So it no, makes me wonder, that. will that swing people back over the other direction. Here's another thing about streaming. I learned this, you know, when you hang out with other people in the industry, you figure out a lot of the television companies like Gray TV that owns Wave and um, you got Gannett and you got Tegna and those, they're now dealing with television manufacturers to get their apps for their stations automatically encoded into the television, that instead of you needing a Roku or a Fire Stick, that the apps come on the TV mm-hmm. based upon, so it's just already there, which will be interesting to see. Well, I know that that's really good because I know when I got my smart TV, it came already with like Netflix and YouTube already had the apps on there. And it's still easy to go ahead and download the apps built in, but mm-hmm. it's a lot convenience. easier. Uh-huh. Yeah, because um, they already know that you probably want Netflix, you probably want Hulu and Disney Plus. I think was on there as well. 
It also creates some brand loyalty in TV because just like right now, when mm-hmm. I add a fire stick to a TV, it says, do you want your usual stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it just puts it on there. And so it makes it uh, makes it more easily to, to see. Shave. Oh, that's not it? That's and not... a haircut, two bits. No. Oh, man, not... I, thought I, I thought I nailed it <clears throat> on I that. I thought Sam was going to be right. Cologne. No. Not cologne. No. Gosh, I, I, I actually do, do, thought do, do. I got that one right. Ah, uh, 0732. 0732 knows that the correct answer is change your shoes. Change huh. shoes. Huh. 0732. 65% of women have made their partner, made their spouse, change <laughs> shoes before going out. You can't wear those shoes. Go put those boots up. Okay. Whatever I can see that, but see? I was thinking, yeah, yeah but you, another way. You've never made me change shoes before they're leaving the house. No. And if you tried, I might just say, no, these are the shoes I'm wearing. Yeah, I cannot I'm not, imagine me needing to I'm ask not, you to change your shoes. I didn't ask you shoes. to change your shoes. Yeah. Uh, got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the week here on In the Know. Baby, 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 I got the feeling. MB's point to ponder for today. But it's something you're still looking forward to this summer. It's July 22nd. What time? Something you're still looking forward to this summer. So you got until about September the 21st. September the 11th is, I know that's a really weird date to look forward to, but that's the start to the NFL season. Is that on Sunday this year? When do I have until? Uh, September 21st. Or I could say August the 19th, start the Cougar football season. Birthdays, vacation. I have a birthday a week from today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gonna, and going to celebrate my birthday a week from today. Going to celebrate it two weeks from today. Going to cel- start celebrating your birthday four weeks from today. Four weeks from today is your birthday. Yes, I'm, I'm going to celebrate it the day before. Okay. Your birthday is I- August 19th? Mine's the 26th. Oh, so you got five. Five weeks then. So you mean you're not going to celebrate it by watching our Cougar bir- By the way, by the way, our, our, birthdays, <laughs> our birthdays are four weeks apart. So that makes sense. And that's why it's five because yeah. I've got one and she's, uh-huh. got, she's got five. But anyway, we've got, <laughs> got bookends. Yeah, so. I booked myself an appointment the day before my birthday. Have you looked at your calendar yet? I saw it this morning. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Stoked. Yeah, well... I was not at all surprised when I saw it. I was like, oh, so this seems to be the latest craze. Yes. Fair yes. enough. Yes. Why did I put all my stuff over there? The show's not over yet. I don't know. On television tonight, kind of lost track of what's going to be on TV tonight. Remember yesterday I lost my birthdays. I think I'm just losing my mind. That's right on cue. It's a week till my birthday, so... I know Sunday night has... Is that a sign of getting old? Is that what it is? That's <laughs> a definite sign of getting old. Sunday night, don't forget, there's Celebrity Family Feud. Uh, tonight is American Ninja Warrior. Tonight is also the season two premiere of Blood and Treasure on CBS. No. Tomorrow night is Say Yes to the Dress. Does Do Hallmark movies like take a break during the summer? Oh, well, Hallmark does, but Oxygen fills the gap. Okay. Oxygen tomorrow night has Murdered by Morning. Now is that in the in so the Cook little, family realm, well, no, or is I that a little rating, too? I think the rating on that is probably not. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the rating on that is a little too. On the OWN network, though, if you want to go all Oprah style, Love and Marriage DC, that's tomorrow. Shark Week kicks off though on Sunday. Oh yay! But Shark Week and a two-hour episode of Big Brother conflict. Well, I mean, that we can work around. 
Yeah. And then, well, so the, well, the Rock really. is no, hosting no, it? No, no, no. If you can take a break from Eureka long enough to watch That's adult true. television. <laughs> What'd you say, Sam? Isn't The Rock hosting it or something? Uh, the yes. Rock is an official uh, MC, but mm-hmm. this is Jack Wagon, though. The Jack Wagon guys uh, do one on Sunday night. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1937, the U.S. Senate rejected President Roosevelt's proposal to add more justices to the Supreme Court, what we now currently refer to as packing the court. In 1862, President Lincoln presented to his cabinet a preliminary draft of the Emancipation Proclamation. The House of Representatives joined the Senate in voting to restore the American citizenship of Confederate General Robert E. Lee, this date in 1975. Pablo Escobar escaped from his luxury prison near Medellin this date in 1992. Kate Middleton gave birth to Prince George this date in 2013. Guess that makes him nine today. Birthdays, George Carlin is 81. No, George Clinton is 81. George Carlin's gone <laughs> I was gonna on say, in. I, was gonna say, I thought he, George, he was gone a while George ago. Clinton. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Parliament. 81. Danny Glover is 76. Did you mention him? Do you need to say the dirty words of radio? Albert Brooks is 75. No, everyone knows them already. Uh, Albert Brooks is 75. Don Henley is 75. Willem Dafoe is 67. John Leguizamo is 62. He's, uh, I know him. Isn't he the voice of, like, Rex and in a bunch of those Pixar movies? He has Rex done some voice work, right. yeah. Uh, not Rex. No, I don't think he, he's not in any Disney movies. He's in something else. Oh, he could be in a Disney movie, but he's not Rex. Uh, David Spade is 58 today. Speaking of Joe Dirt, Rufus Wainwright is 49 today. Selena Gomez is 30. And Prince George of Cambridge is 9 today. Gone but not forgotten. Rose Kennedy in 1890. Bob Dole in 1923. Orson Bean in 1928. Oscar de la Renta in 1932. Alex Trebek in 1940. Oh. I wasn't ready for that. Let's go to Has chart it, toppers. Has it been a year since he? Uh, I think it's been a little over. 1948. The K. Kaiser Orchestra. The K. Kaiser Orchestra featuring Gloria Wood and the Woody Woodpecker song. I'm thinking of John Ratzenberger. Yes, yes. Cliff Clavin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know me. Let's go to 1957 and uh, Johnny Unitas. It's not for me to say. <laughs> you don't think this is Johnny Unitas. Before you were around, Sam. Okay. Misty called Johnny Mathis Johnny Unitas. It's oh, not I was going to say. Johnny Unitas was good at other things. Good old Johnny Unitas. Let's go to 1966, Dusty Springfield. Let's go to 1975, Van McCoy, number one. Makes me want to roller skate for some reason. Uh huh. You can see that as like a jazz band song or something like that. Absolutely, yeah. 1984. Ray Parker Jr. Something weird. 
I'm not sure I've ever seen a music video of this song. And if you know, you know, by the way, in the early 80s, in the mid-80s, here locally, this song was used as a campaign song for a local candidate. If what, you know, you know. What office? Uh, PVA. Interesting. Yep. It's kind of I, I was wondering if you were going to be saying it was the corner. <laughs> so. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, but so you you have to be a true Grayson Countyan to know, to be able to name the candidate that used that song in the mid-'80s as a campaign team. UB40, number one. I'll get some texts here throughout the day. Might have mm-hmm. just got one. No. Uh, I'll hear from people today. UB40. And can't help falling in love. Yeah, not just not just here, but on Earth. Yeah, here, here, broadly. And then Nelly number one in 02. 20 years ago today, Nelly was number one with Hot Pier. Rolling in the deep Adele in 11, and Gabby Barrett, I hope number one two years ago today. I think a lot of people be saying that this weekend because they're going to be hot in her and there and everywhere. All right. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The art of living lies less in eliminating our troubles than growing with them. The art of living lies less in eliminating our troubles than growing with them. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.